When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, Norm Macdonald has been not. I can't. Hold on, I gotta start over. Well, Norm Macdonald has been trying to revive uh, his career, and then he ends up killing it even further over the past 48 hours. And there is an update on this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Norm McDonald uh, had a few words to say. E-I-E-I, no! We'll get to that in just a moment. Um, so should we start with the, you know, we all heard Norm McDonald. He's talking, by the way, because he's got a new show on the Netflix. Mm-hmm. And uh, he basically brought up Roseanne, Louis C.K., and it just got worse from there. Mm-hmm. Um let us play his apology. How do we even describe this? It's like the his, explanation his post-apology <laughs> uh, tour on uh, Howard Stern. Yeah. So he basically blamed victims of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. He said, you don't understand what it's like to go through what Louis C.K. and Roseanne did. Uh, yeah. Because they were the perpetrators. Mm-hmm. So then he went on Howard Stern to talk about it, as you said. And we've got a clip of that. Let's have a listen. Listen, I have people in my life who are victims of of real bad sexual abuse. I do too. Howard. Rape everything. Yes, and they it go destroys through. Their it life. destroys their life. They're never the same. Oh, of they, their whole body shake at the thought of it. Some of them even black out when they when they think about this yeah, thing. It's horrible. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, I, I know that. I, and of no. course, uh, you know, you'd have to be. You'd have to have Down syndrome. Not to know that. My new word. Down syndrome. Right. That's yeah. a good word. You'd have to have right. Down syndrome uh, to not feel sorry for, you know, of, of course I, uh, I, 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 I. Okay, so. Um. Uh, so he goes on Howard Stern to apologize for blaming sexual assault victims or at the very least being insensitive to sexual assault victims uh, in, you know, defending Louis C.K. and Roseanne. And to do that, he offends not just people with Down syndrome by making them the object of a joke. I don't know what that was. Um, he offends, of course, everyone mm-hmm. who accepts that we probably could choose words better. Right. 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 Also, I just want to dissect a little bit of that because no doubt you have heard it uh, or you've read it. Uh, if you have not actually heard it, that might have been the first time you heard it. You recognize that he doubles down on it. Oh, so he, he stops says himself. It. Yeah. He st- and then you hear him mutter, that's my new word. No, honey, that's not. 
That's not you, your new what? word. And then he doubles down on it and says it again. Yeah. Um. So. So that happened. Okay. So that happened. Well, so he was apologizing for his apology. Or no, he wasn't apologizing. He was apologizing for his uh, thoughtless comments. Mm-hmm. In doing so, made more thoughtless comments mm-hmm. and required a new apology. Right. And uh, I think we have the audio of that new apology as well. He showed up on The View this morning to explain further what it is that he meant. Oh, my gosh. In apologizing for some thoughtless comments with more thoughtless comments. Okay. You went on the Howard Stern show yesterday to apologize mm-hmm. and you ended up making it worse yes. because you said you'd have to have Down syndrome not to feel sorry that for the wrong. victims. Yes. <laughs> Do you regret you just saying keep on that? getting into trouble, Norm Macdonald? <laughs> it's always bad when you have to apologize for the apology. An, an apology. The, um, Do you lose it when you're on Howard? Is that what happens, Joe? Well, there a is a bit. thing on, on Howard where there's a recklessness in the studio, and uh, you know there are. You used to be a word we would all say uh, uh, to mean stupid that we don't say anymore, no. right? Yeah. You, you know We're the talking, word I'm yes. talking about? Yes. Yeah. And stupidly, I was. About to say that word, and, you put this and I stopped and said, "What's the right word to say?" And then I said, um, "I said uh, a different yeah, word that yeah. was equally." Yeah. Did you realize in that moment that that probably? I realized at that moment that I'd done something unforgivable. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know. It's- okay. Sorry. If I'm on the view, my next question is: Then why didn't you? apologize right then yeah i'm sure his ego got the better of him right like he just he he probably knew in the very moment uh that he did that and you know thought oh crap uh however um didn't want to confront the issue right in that moment went on the view and i will say i do it, it you know there is some logic in the explanation he provides wherein he was going to use a word and that word um you know, it's funny because we were talking about this before the, uh, like, as we were preparing for the mm-hmm. show today. And I was like, if he had used that word, this was even before we'd heard that explanation right. he just gave. If he used that other word mm-hmm. that he referenced, which we used to use to mean stupid, and then we realized the better of that. Mm-hmm. Even if he had used that word, it would make more sense. It would be a gaffe. It would be inappropriate. It would be would offensive. Have been called out for and it. he would have been a called mm-hmm. out for it. Certainly. Mm-hmm. But you could, uh, it's not to say that it's better, but at least there would have been some sort of rationale. Whereas p- using the word he ended up using, or the words, people with Down syndrome, mm-hmm. they're, what? Why? Like, how does, the, like, it's as if in the moment of him being offensive, he was like, how do I be offensive politely? Right. Right? That he landed on those words. Oh. So, yeah, it just, it made nothing any better. Now, is Norm McDonald the worst person in the world? No, I think he learned a very important lesson. It's just frustrating because in the sea of lazy brains, mm-hmm. um, there, are, there are just so many people like Norm McDonald who are rewarded for not being better than that. Yeah. Right? So or just, it's just not frustrating. thinking their words all the way through. Yeah, like you have a, a, a tremendous powerful platform mm-hmm. you've a netflix show now like mm-hmm. just it shouldn't be too much to expect you to go on tv and talk to reporters and talk to uh journalists and not be thoughtless and careless right be articulate be concise be polite i mean those are not 
those don't seem like they should be such a stretch for somebody who's going to be doing press for a show, which, by the way, is already in the can, ready to fire on Netflix. Today I was like, has anybody watched the show? I mean, what is he saying? Right. Because if he's this thoughtless in promoting the show, what does he actually say on the show? On the show. And it just, it seems like it's also weird. And I know we were going to talk about this whole other thing um, about Jimmy Fallon, because he went on Jimmy Fallon. But I think that this particular chunk is more important, um, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Because in this... uh, It... I don't even know how to put my words to this. You just can't in this day and age, you we should be able to expect more. Maybe I'll just leave yeah. it at that. No, I think that that's I think that that's perfectly and also I think we've come to a place where we understand better um why we don't behave in certain ways, we don't say certain things. There's a reason why uh, for example, there is a popular opinion, uh, and to run afoul of that meaning, what I mean is, I'm going all the way back to the beginning now, when he said what he said about the perpetrators of um, either sexual assault Louis or... Louis C.K. and Roseanne. And Roseanne yeah, yeah. was not sexual assault, but you know she was a, a perpetrator. Yeah. Um, when he made that comment in the first place, you the reason why we call it a popular opinion is because it is a popular opinion, and you have to know that if you're going to run afoul of that, you're going to get the yeah. wrath of the. And you pop should be prepared, you and you list. should be honest. And exactly. here's the other thing: I've said inappropriate things. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to act like I don't ha- like that. I haven't said offensive words before. What I will say is, though, I know uh, how to account for those things, mm-hmm. so I know how to just apologize for them, and I certainly know when. Um, or I, sh- I should say, I know that it is not acceptable to use those words. Yes. And if I choose to do so, then I am putting myself, you know, at risk. I'm not, or not at risk, at... Um, well, you're going to have consequences. Yes, exactly. You are going to be open to yes. whatever... And the reason I say that is because um, he gives these, like, weird explanations, like, well, you know, when you're with reporters and things, like, no... Reporters aren't going to like twist your words. They're certainly going to make them sound as offensive as possible. Right. Because, of course, you know, news outlets are trying to get people to read their stuff. And then most people will read the story and make their make up their own minds. But it's not like they make things out of whole cloth. If You're not going to take responsibility for your words. You know, that's nobody else's fault. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. And then to go and then to to go on to apologize for it and then further offend people. One would think you've thought through your apology as well. Yeah. Um, I you know, and I'm just going to say it. I'm going to just call out the elephant in the room. Well, I want to call out the other elephant in the room. He sounds very slurry. Oh, yeah. Well, and I don't know if that's his regular there, tone of voice, but There's a little bit sounds, of that, but like it's exaggerated. It sounds adulpated. So I'm going to go ahead and just say I am currently concerned about Norm MacDonald. We should keep our eye on him now. Well, we- doesn't it also just make you wonder how he got a show? Kind of like how like he's like I, like if you listen to the Howard Stern interview at length, yeah, it's just a lot of like, and it's this. just like the and most like how, inarticulate slurry. How is you interviewing people worth watching? Right. So such to the point. By the way, David Letterman is his executive producer. What is David Letterman seeing here that I'm not? I don't know. I don't anyway. know. Bye. <laughs> when we come back, you guys, I have a new obsession. I need to. Bring your attention to something. It is the topic of Joe Simpson.
What? Wow, we haven't talked about him in a while. I know. I'm obsessed. I'm re-obsessed. I'll tell you about it after this on My Talk 107. Oh, this is so fun because we've got a special guest on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lutzer and Bradley Trainer and Jason Matheson. Special guest starring Jason Matheson. I'm the Heather Locklear today. You are. Well, okay, so... This is especially exciting because you are going to be the only person here that has not yet been privy to my new obsession. What is it? Okay. I love I that you have. Oh, that was nice and quick. I like right. Is that a homemade little so open you guys yeah, made? I love what, We're crafty. You guys are little pilgrims. Yeah, we had Alexis it's make craft it for time. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay, so Joe Simpson father of Jessica Simpson and Ashley Simpson yes. who I talked to today. Oh, well this is even That's better. Okay. Wait, you what? talked to Joe Simpson today? No, no so Ashley. Oh, to Ashley Simpson. I was like, oh, come um, okay, so back when he did Newlyweds, I didn't really care about him. He was just Jessica Simpson's dad. Okay. But about 5 years, 4 or 5 years ago, we kind of went through a phase with him because remember he left their mother and uh started to pursue uh other romances, uh, mostly with younger men. Right, and yes. so we well, were, I mean, yeah, I what? Yes, I mean that that's the rumor. That allegedly. was the rumor. Yes, that was the we'll rumor. We'll do the Star Jones so, allegedly. Yes. So Bradley and I would like be like, "What's Joe Simpson up to?" And he was doing this thing where he was wearing tracksuits all the time and like trying to look so, way younger. When well, he has like a photography business, mm-hmm. I bet he does. Mm-hmm. So okay, mm-hmm. so I like to carry a camera. Right? We were like mm-hmm. obsessed with watching his life, and then he just like poof, bye bye. Yeah. Right. Now, Ashley Simpson, as you know, because mm-hmm. you talked to her today, reality show has a new reality show. Yeah. And I said, not knowing anything, a couple days ago, I said, I don't, I don't really want to watch the show, but if Joe Simpson is going to show up, then I'm all in. And I thought there was no way, because to my knowledge, Ashley and Jessica were on the outs with their dad. Mm-mm. Turns out that's not true. Yeah. So he was on the episode. And I need you guys to hear Joe Simpson today, okay? This is Ashley's and Jessica's father, Joe Simpson. Okay. Right here. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I apologize. We don't know where he is. Hold on. Let me grab him. Okay. So here's what I want you to listen for. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Oh, here. Here Just listen and you'll know. She wants it to look right. They're not going to let anything go wrong. Well, stuff stuff is going to go wrong. I know. What happens is when you're young... You're fearless, right? You know, the younger you are, you haven't had failure yet. And then as you grow and you go through failures and you go through mistakes, then all of a sudden these voices get in your head. They're like, Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, what he if sounds that like a Muppet. I don't, oh, I, he don't has like never me. sounded like that so before. It's like, I, there's like a mix of seven different accents happening. Oh. Well, the key right? is, do you have the other audio? And that's the yeah. thing. So now let's go back in time. This is like a few years ago. Okay. Joe Simpson. Okay. Talking to Nick Lachey. Yes. One moment, please. Just one moment, please. Yeah. Just one moment, please. We here move we a little go. Sl- oh. more slowly here on the My relationship with Nick is growing. I respect him as a man, and I respect him as someone who loves Jessica very much. No and accent. Dating time, we did it's not kind of little twangy. It's a little, it's a little twangy, but it's not as muppety, muppety right? And usually, when you're so when you get older, your voice goes lower. Okay, you have until three. Mm-hmm. Here's what now, Holly or someone pull this because you know what you should compare. You know what he sounds like, hmm. Holly. You'll get this right. Oh, you two will too. Christopher Guest oh, yeah. in Best in yes! Show. Yes. Yes. He sounds no for sure. I'm a blowhole man. So like, here's the thing. Like, I get it. Like, your voice gets a little bit lower. Yeah. As you get older. Yeah. I Take get that. Off. But there is that. Like, take a shot off. I'm. Let me snap some pictures. <laughs> Can I put the baby oil on? Are you guys done now? Yeah. Can you pose? <laughs> Can you lay down there like the, that in sync like video? To, uh, thank Cuba for walking in the woods before I show him. That's so, it. It's more natural kind of environment for him, and it's it's Joe Simpson, right? That is so insane. Now I want you to see a still of his uh, how he just, looks. I now. feel like that. Oh, he's going through. A, oh, he's going through a thing. He's going through a change. I can see why you're obsessed. You know, you it's, get older, I hormones, understand better. And things happen. What yeah. is happening with Joe Simpson? So just know, I'm on the case. Okay, let me know. Um, thanks for stopping by, Jay. Thanks for having thanks, me. Darling. You're welcome. I'm going to bed now. Oh, good night. Um, there's some lady waiting in the hallway for you. We'll be, wow, I don't even know what that means. We'll be back after this with Celebrity D-Bags on MyTalk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it so often that on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've created an entire segment around them. This is <laughs> MyTalk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And these are your Celebrity D-Bags. That we cannot tell you about uh, in musical form. So many d bags. Know that there are d bags and we a gotta ghost. Pull them out for you right here. A ghost in our system. <laughs> I want to. Okay, so my d bag for the day. Mm-hmm. Her name is Lena Dunham, or as we like to call her on occasion, Dumb Ham. Yep. Uh, that sounds offensive somehow. So I apologize. Lena Dunham uh, is responding to get this. Fat shaming flap over a sweatshirt. Mm. Quote, I am deeply disappointed. Okay. Mm. When I saw this headline, I thought to myself, was she the fat shamer? Certainly not, because usually the thing with Lena Dunham is she's talking about maybe being fat shamed Mm -hmm. and she's talked about accepting her body. Mm -hmm. So then I read this story that she helped create a T-shirt or excuse me, a sweatshirt, actually a line uh, with an LA-based fashion retailer called Revolve, there. So it's kind of confusing. It's a little bit like Inceptiony. It is Inceptiony, but mm-hmm. I don't want to get hung up on that because what I want to get hung up on is why Lena Dunham is a d bag because of this. Suffice it to say 
There is a sweatshirt that was advertised online with a thin, beautiful young woman wearing it. And the text on the sweatshirt is, being fat is not beautiful, it's an excuse. So, you click on this, you see a skinny Mm -hmm. white lady wearing a t-shirt that says, being fat is not beautiful, it's an excuse. Mm -hmm. Rightly so, a lot of people were offended, including oversized, uh, or plus size, what's the word? That I should be using plus size, plus model. size. yeah, plus size model. Um, people were like, "You can't. That's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. Why would you sell something right. like that?" Mm-hmm. Now, Lena rightly pointed out that there is some context uh, here. We can talk a little bit about the context. Essentially, she was trying to create a line of clothing that would take the comments made by online trolls mm-hmm. uh, and turn it into clothing that people could wear proudly. Yes. So to sort of take the power back from the trolls. Right. Right. But in explaining that, she seems to make the argument that only plus sized people of color uh, would actually be able to wear those garments and not be offensive. Right. So that, if skinny people wear the clothes, they would not that they would be offensive. Right. Not people of size, which to me um, or yeah, to me, that just makes no sense and seems really uh, particular yeah. in a way that is not practical. So when they called her out for all of this, she tried to go into some long cockamamie explanation about why this is totally fine. But then at the end of it says, but I think this is horrible. So I cannot condone this in any way. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to have it all different oh, ways, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is typical Lena Dumham. And honestly, what, like, I, I kind of get it, right? What she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. But did nobody think like, but you're still going to have people walking around with the words being fat is not beautiful. It's an excuse. Like people don't see context on a T-shirt. Absent of context. All you see is all you see is the words and the words are hateful. Right. Which was the point. My the, the problem is this. You can't. You can't uh, come. You can't make performance art commonplace. You just can't because then it ceases to be performance art. It is just popular. A sweatshirt. Yes. <laughs> and that's where she's that's where Lena Dunham is, is always going wrong is she's always trying to outthink everything. This it just it wouldn't have played anyway. I appreciate the fact that you're trying to prove a point, Lena. But you're actually doing the exact opposite of that. Yeah, I feel like you could have made, you know, made the point without having to turn it into um, just such an obvious fail. Well, and she's very so from my understanding, this revolve uh, who is carrying the line. This was a leaked. This was a leaked photograph. Uh, and it was absent of the rest. There's, there was going to be no a context. whole there was going to be a whole line of these troll comments on clothing, <laughs> but they, they put it again in, you know, but, but here's that. This is what I think is fascinating. The, 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 uh, again, what people reacted to is you had the skinny, you know, mm-hmm. girl wearing this t-shirt that said, um, you know, fat is not a, um, that fat is, is not beautiful. It's is an not excuse. beautiful. It's an excuse. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know how else you're supposed to read that. Right. Um, But then in explaining it, they're saying, well, but it's supposed to have models, you know, plus size models wearing the clothes. 
Right. As if that was going to provide like that, that alone doesn't seem like it justifies putting it on a sweatshirt. And so they didn't roll everything out at the same time with Lena Dunham's flowery words explaining why she made this line of clothing and blobbity blue. And at the end of the day, it's all ill-advised anyway. And that's kind of why. But she wants to sound like she's got the upper hand in trying to be to prove a point about inclusivity. She ended up not being inclusive. And then as a result of that, has decided to um, shut it down entirely. And she basically has told Revolve, I'm very disappointed in you. And I will no longer have my name associated with this line. So she's like trying to have it both ways, which just makes her look like she's, you know, just what we always know her to be, which is somebody who's kind of opportunistic and, you know, doesn't like to account for her, you know, dumb ideas when she's called out on them. I mean, you could just say like that was maybe we just didn't think this one all the way through. You can totally see this is a group think experience where Mm -hmm. everybody was sitting in a room and they're like, what if we talk all the because think about it. They were like, or Lena Dunham had the room and was like, I've got this great idea. And nobody says no. Yeah, They're like, oh, because her name, you know, attaches because think about it. Other like in in a non weight conversation. So in conversations that involve being nasty to other people, Mm -hmm. people of color, gay people. And you put those words on a shirt. Yeah. I kind of feel like that wouldn't be okay. So I just kind of feel like that's the obvious thing that they should have figured out before they thought this was an idea. Well, an absent of context, number one. And number two, with the possibility that any person who wanted to buy it would be wearing it out in the public like if somebody was like i want to wear this shirt to offend people it doesn't make sense yeah so take that lena dumb ham dumb ham okay i gotta give my d-bag to roseanne Barr because she was talking to dr oz now remember when she made her racist tweet about valerie jarrett what did she blame Remember? Ambien. Ambien. Among other things, mm-hmm. but yeah. But mostly Ambien. She was on Ambien. Well, she doubled down on that, or tripled down, quadrupled down. I don't even know how many we, we're on now. She was on with Dr. Oz, oh, and uh, she's not letting this up, y'all. Do you... I was just no. I was just gonna say. um, I thought she wasn't doing interviews, and all of a sudden, the first interview she ends up on is Doctor Oz. Well, there is like a whole thread that we have to follow with that. uh, That I'll just really quickly give you. Doctor Oz is a what? How who made who made Doctor Oz? Doctor Phil. No. Oprah. Oprah. Rabbi Shmuley, who is the her kind of closest confidant, she's yeah. been her, her, her he's been her spiritual advisor. She's been on his only exclusively on his podcast, also made by Oprah. He's like a super Oprah advisor. Oh, okay. So like so they're that's all how, in bed. Because I find it odd. I'm like, how much did she get paid to do that? Because I kind of feel like she wasn't she wasn't doing anything because she didn't trust anybody and, and anybody. And the fact that she trusts Dr. Oz should tell you a lot about Dr. Oz. I know. Well, here we go. Talking about Ambien with Dr. Oz, Roseanne Barr. So in the middle of all this, you brought the Ambien issue. Yeah. How did that affect you? Uh, well, I've done some weird things on Ambien. I think a lot of people have too. I've heard from thousands of people about it. One guy got up and cooked a turkey and ate it. So that was like four hours, if you think about it, and didn't remember it in the morning. And all the time that happens to me when I go up in the kitchen and there's a whole box of Triscuits laid out and 
eggs cracked on the wall, cheese everywhere. I not I ambient eat like Tiger Woods ambient drove. It is a weird drug. It's a That's weird right. drug. A drug and ambient racism. Yeah, Does that, that, is that, I a have thing? Not, that one we have not heard about, nor is it on that label. But here she is once again, like she cannot let go of her whole ambient yeah, storyline. She's a victim. That, that, that just drives me nuts. Like you, you, you do something wrong, you just say you're sorry, and then you shut your mouth and you get about your life, and nobody cares until. You know, they've forgotten uh, or at least had some time to let it go. So just, you know, zip it. Don't like Norm MacDonald, Roseanne, Louis C.K. Go night night for as long as you can. Also, I heard this whole article or hold the article. I heard this whole um, podcast episode about sleep and um, they were interviewing like a sleep doctor Mm -hmm. and they, they were like, you know, Ambien doesn't actually let you sleep. You're not sleeping when you're on Ambien. You're basically like unconscious. That's it. And you're not getting restful sleep. Right. I'm not a doctor. Don't listen to me. No, but anything that makes you cook a turkey and eat it and forget about it. That doesn't seem like that's your that doesn't feel like sleep to me. I did that on Jack Daniels. I never cooked a turkey. But I I'm glad you remember his name. Yeah. Jack Daniels? I'm joking. That's a name you, I want. You said forget. I did that on Jack Daniels. Ew. I'm so, okay. I did, Ew. Colleen. <laughs> When I we, am offended. This is a family program. Well, let's get it back on the rails. When we come back, we have a very special guest uh, telling us about what it actually is like right now in expectation of Hurricane Florence. We'll be back with our guest, Mark St. John, uh, after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we have had our eye on Florence, Hurricane Florence, that is, on the Colleen and Bradley Show, on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, we've got a very special guest. Yeah, we do. So everybody's been paying attention to Hurricane Florence and the path, uh, and there are people directly in its path that have been preparing for days. Uh, we're very fortunate to have... Um, Mark and uh, Mark St. John from uh, WERX-FM, he's a programming director out there, is with us. You guys are on top of this story and you're actually, um, you're pretty close to, uh, well, where everything's happening, right? <laughs> well, yeah, we're just a little bit north of uh, where the storm is actually, uh, they're, they're saying it's going to come ashore uh, more to the south of us near uh, Wrightsville Beach and Wilmington, uh, North Carolina, is uh, where they're uh, looking for it to come ashore. But the thing is, it's it's uh, of a size where you know it, we're starting to get some of the effects of it uh, right now. Winds, uh, I think, thirty miles an hour uh, up to a gust up to about fifty is what we're seeing right now. So oh, wow. that's what we're dealing with as far as the wind. But uh, our concern is uh, the rainfall and the storm surge. Mm. Um, you know, when we have these storms, uh, when they come come ashore, uh, the water builds up. It's like uh, stacking the waves kind of on top of each other. And, well, you know, once they hit land, uh, you know, all that water has to go somewhere. And we're actually on a barrier island. So we, we have the ocean on one side, and then uh, a couple of sounds, Pamlico sound and Albemarle sound uh, on our other side. And then it comes in, kind of pushes that water inland. And then once, you know, it passes and the winds shift, uh, it gets pushed back. So it's kind of a, kind of a double header for us as far as uh, storm surge. So that's kind of what our main concern is, 
at uh, at this time. The uh, the the uh, storm surge and in the rains are what we're keeping our eyes on. We're talking with Mark St. John, who's uh, live from really, truly kind of the the area where we should see Florence making land within the next uh, couple days. Are you have you been has have you been advised to leave? Are you choosing to stay? Can you kind of tell us a little bit about about what is happening around you in terms of people staying or going? Um, well, yeah, a couple of days ago, the, the emergency management folks in our county uh, issued a, a mandatory evacuation for visitors first. Uh, we're a small, we're a small island. We have about thirty thousand total vis- uh, residents, uh, but at any time, especially during you know the tourist season, we can have two hundred thousand people here. Mm-hmm. So, so not quite that many, uh, you know, this week you know, after Labor Day and whatnot, but. You know, the, the visitors, you know, uh, tourists ask to leave first. And then, you know, the residents are, are, are asked, you know, to get, you know, whatever they need to do and leave if they're going to leave. Uh, I think there's be quite a few people that stay. You know, they've been in this area long enough and have been through a few of these, and they choose to stay and be here with their uh, with their property. I was going to ask you if you feel like, um, you know, having lived in the path of hurricanes in the past, I know there is this uh, sense a lot of times by people who've lived in a place for, you know, relatively long, they generally want to stay and they'll make sure they get supplies. Do you have a sense mm-hmm. that people are taking this storm any differently uh, or any more severely than they, they have in the past? Um. I- Yes and no, you know, because it was a Category 4 just a couple of days ago. And, you know, a lot of people were going, well, you know, gosh, this this looks like this could be, you know, something we really need to think about. And then, you know, it goes from a 3 to a 2. And, you know, uh, fortunately for us, not so fortunate for our, our fellow uh, North Carolinians to the south of us, uh, takes a little bit more of a southerly uh, and westerly turn. So... Uh, yeah, I think there was concern, you know, but we kind of waited it out and it looks like we're going to be uh, at least more fortunate than some of the other folks uh, to the south of us. Absolutely. If you guys are just joining us, uh, we're talking to Mark St. John from WERX uh, FM out of North Carolina. And I, I'm curious, it sounded like with this storm, everything's moving very slowly and that the danger is really sort of that long term uh, rain exactly. flooding risk. Do you how how do you deal with that when you you know you're staying behind? Well, you you kind of take uh, you kind of take that into your own hands, you know, because uh, it could be that uh, emergency personnel, uh, EMS, EMTs, uh, police, if you're in a flooded area, might not be able to get to you uh, with winds and rain. Uh, so you know, in that case, you are kind of taking uh, things into your own hands. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of people just still choose to stay. Um, and luckily, you know, for me, I'm, I'm kind of in a, in a little bit more elevated area. So that's, uh, I chose to stay and, you know, with work, wanting to uh, make sure that everybody was informed, we're going to, you know, be broadcasting live and, and, and keep up with uh, that. So everybody 
can uh, kind of know what's going on and be there for the folks in this area. Well, you know, and actually that was my very next question for you, because as a programming director for uh, a, a radio station that plays music, so we're a talk station, our job is to, you know, blather on and on. And oftentimes when there's an opportunity to inform people, we use our mouths to do that. But sure. how is that changing how you're using your airwaves, This uh, the expectation of Florence making land? Well, yeah, I do the more I do mornings as well uh, for WERX, and you know, there's a certain amount of uh, more talk in the mornings, and we'll you know we'll go uh, from we're a music intensive format, but you know we'll we might play eight songs in the morning. Tomorrow I might play two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying you know try to update, go to the fax machine, check my email. Uh, we'll have, you know, folks there in the office running stuff back and forth to us. Uh, and that, that, that gives us a little chance, you know, to, uh, to kind of catch up. So yeah, we'll be there. We'll be right there with you, you know, uh, talking, uh, talking and doing our thing and trying to keep everybody abreast of what's happening. Well, we will hopefully reach out to you again in the coming days as we uh, as we follow sure. what's going on in your neck of the woods. And thank you so much, Mark St. John, for joining us today. Hey, not a problem. Thanks, guys. Okay. You guys uh, have a great day. Be, thank safe. You. Be safe. Take care. Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, well, we will have to touch base with him again yeah, because, absolutely. like you said, he'll be there. Well, it's so unique because, again, they are on a barrier island right there, uh, just north of where the hurricane is coming ashore. And even if it's not like direct hurricane force winds, you've got all of the, you know, the sort of related weather effects from that hurricane. Yeah. So he, they're definitely going to have um, the, that, that close view of what's going on. So we'll check in with Mark again. Uh, and thanks again to him for joining us today. All right. When we come back, this story about Les Moonves is a tangled web beyond what we have been talking about. It's not just about sexual assault and harassment. We've we'll got to untangle it. We're going to try to untangle it or at least follow a few of the threads after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. Entertainment.